What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the European Hoops podcast. We are a sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. We are back with the second episode of this special series of recaps of all the EuroLeague teams coming out every Monday and Wednesday. Ready to talk about the runner-up of this edition of the EuroLeague duo? Yeah, absolutely, man. Olympiakos had a great year, so let's break it down. As you just mentioned, today we talk about Olympiakos, the Greek team that ended the regular season in first place and ended this edition of the EuroLeague in second place. Olympiakos are one of the basketball giants of Europe with 11 Final Four presences on the modern format of the EuroLeague, with the team having three championships, being the competition runner-up six times, including this season. This season, Olympiakos was one of the most complete and dominant teams in the Europe, ranking second in offensive rating and first in defensive rating. After ending the regular season in first place, Olympiakos had a very competitive five-game playoff series against Fenerbahce that took them to the EuroLeague Final Four. There, they faced and beaten Monaco in the semi-final, 76-62, after an historic 27-2 third quarter comeback to then fall to Real Madrid in the final by just one point. Diogo, take the floor and bring us your breakdown of Olympiakos. Yeah, man, so about this season... Uh, I think what Olympiakos did was, was truly remarkable uh, throughout the year, uh, not just in the regular season. Um, like you said, finishing the regular season in first place, being the number one defense and numbers, number two offense. Uh, I think the way they have their players to understand each other's roles, I think is the biggest key here for this team because they never get in the way of each other. Like They're always together. They're always on the same page. And, and I think that's... That's such a great aspect to have on a on a competition like Euroleague, where it's so hard to win. There are so many great teams, and and they showed throughout the year that they were the better team. Uh, they lost in the final in the in the last second, so that's always tough. But they had a, a great campaign, and I'm sure they're going to be coming back stronger next year. Uh, I think their biggest strengths is obviously their defense, like we said, them understanding their roles and the coaching aspect. I think what Coach Bartzukas did with this team, uh, having them play the way they do, the defensive. Uh, ability they have they they talk they have fall in, in the paint that always allows them to to be solid on defense and then the way they share the ball offensively uh, with walk up leading the way and then when Slukas comes off the bench they they have a lot of options and when you have a player like Sasha Vizenkov I mean that's just the a key to success because everything works perfectly uh, I think the only thing I would uh, improve or try to improve in this roster is uh, to try to add a, a go-to guy that can create his own shot uh, at the end of games uh, maybe they thought uh, Isaiah Cannon would be that guy but he's just too small and sometimes in the end of games because of matchups he, he might not even be on the floor to close the game so I think they they need a guy like like they had Tyler Dorsey uh, the year before a guy like Kevin Punter uh, one of those guys that can just create his own shot where he's from the mid-range from three uh, I think that would be perfect for them but uh, the question about this team going forward is just can they keep this team together this core 
to to allow them to have the same playstyle as this year and, and try to contend next year again because last year they lost in the semifinals in the final in the final second and then this year in the final uh, also in the final seconds so they are right there w- with the other teams so hopefully they can add the, the right pieces and make the right moves and and contend seriously contend for uh, next year they absolutely have unfinished businesses in the Euroleague continuity will be a big part of them being able to go and get the championship so let me pose you a question one of the the big things about um, this Olympiacos thing was their motion offense the way they share the ball the way they move and the player and before we break down all the individual players and you mentioned uh, Walkup and the Slokas being the dynamos of this offense each one of them ending the season with 5.6 assists but we saw players like um, Mustafa Fall ending the season with more than two assists for a center playing 22 minutes per game it's a it's an excellent number just shows how well this team was moving the ball and sharing the ball Sasha Zankov he impersonates a lot of what this team did and he thrived and their offense allowed him to thrive and with him ending up being the MVP of the season and we will talk about him soon do you think that the continuity is possible for this team if they lose a player like Sasha uh, I think it is because uh, and don't get me wrong Sasha is amazing and they will miss him but uh, I think there are some players uh, available on the market to, that can fit into this system and like I said if they add a guy that can be their go-to guy uh, maybe they don't have I mean how do I put this maybe they don't have the same system like 100% but they can replicate about 90% of it and without Sasha they can play more through the, uh, a two or a three which would be their go-to guy if they added him and then have a, a power forward I don't know maybe Mormon I don't know if he's going to come back to EuroLeague but that could be a good possibility uh, Mirotic is supposed to leave Barcelona <laughs> I don't think they're going to go there but <laughs> obviously just wishful thinking here Uh, I think they have guys that that they can bring in to to help. So I think continuity will be a thing with this team. Uh, Bartzukas will will keep trying to play that way because obviously it has worked. So I think they should try to to maintain the core even if they lose Sasha. Don't try to to, to change as much because this is a system that has worked for them. So I think they should do it. I 100% agree with you. I think that uh, the system was more than the individuality of Sasha Zankov. Of course, they will need to try to replace his style in the best way possible. The go-to guy, as you mentioned, and we spoke several times during the season, was what they were lacking, and they will need to, to add that as well. But uh, adding a good pour forward and finding a go-to guy might allow them to be as good or even better, even losing a player like Sasha Zenkov, although he's incredible and he's the MVP. And uh, let's uh, now look into some of the key players for Olympiacos with a shout out to players like Kinski, Bolomboy, Tarek Black, Laren Zaykis, Alec Peter, Isaiah Cannon, George Papas, Lonzis, that uh, we won't be breaking down on this episode, but uh, all of them were part of this team's success during this season. We will start with the team more important player that we were just talking about, the EuroLeague MVP Sasha Zenkov, the Bulgarian player is 27 years old he will be 28 at the start of uh, next season playing the power forward that's a 6-9 Sasha ranked first in PER in this edition of the EuroLeague with an average of uh, 17.6 points per game being the top scorer of the competition he averaged 6.8 rebounds 1.9 assists and 0.9 steals Zenkov is known for his ability to move without the ball, quick release and high IQ making him a highly impactful player. This season he shot 65.5 
35% from two, 37.8% from three, and 87.9% from the free throw line. This was his eighth season in the EuroLeague, his fifth with Olympiacos after playing three seasons for Barcelona between 2015 and 2018. Vzaikov was an all-Euroleague first-team player the last two seasons, being, as mentioned, the MVP of the competition in this edition of the EuroLeague. Diogo, what makes Sasha the most important player of this Olympiacos team? I mean, basically, he, he can do it all from that power forward position. Uh, like you said, he, he, he makes very good reads, he, whether it's cuts, reactions. Uh, every time a, a guard drives, he, he is always in the right place at the right time. Uh, he can score at all three level, levels, uh, whether it's from two, three or free throws. Like you said, high percentages and he had great numbers this year. He's also a good rebounder for the for the four position uh, on defense. I'm not going to say he's an elite defender, but but he does his job. And in a system like Olympiakos, he he can thrive on that as well. So he's just a great player, man. He, he had a wonderful season, and obviously that's why he had he had the MVP award uh, in the final against Real Madrid. Even though they lost, I mean we saw the performance he had. So obviously he's a, an elite player, and we we have to to wait and see if he's going to go to the NBA or if he's going to stay with Olympiakos. Either way, I, I think he's going to be successful. So, yeah, he's an amazing player, man. Absolutely. Let me have a quick shout out to our Sacramento Kings Sports Citus coverage. And uh, when uh, Olympiacos lost the final, Jillian was tweeting that um, he was so close to win it all, be the Final Four MVP if Olympiacos had won, to be the season MVP, to be the top scorer of the Euro League, to win the Euro League. And because of that basket of Sajulul, he still has unfinished business over here. And let's see if he continues or, or not next season. And she was very on point about it. But let's see what happens. He's one of the superstars of the EuroLeague. And for sure, he did thrive within this Olympiacos team and uh, was a big key for that for them. And that's why we consider Sasha Zankov the obvious most important player of this Olympiacos team. But uh, let's talk about the player that is one of our favorites. Another key player on this Olympiacos team was Thomas Walkup, the 30 years old American guard that recently acquired Greek citizenship. Wall Cup is one of the best defenders in Europe and that this season with 7.3 points, 5.6 assists and 1.8 steals, ranking first between all players in steals per game and ending this season in second place in the race for Defensive Player of the Year. Wall Cup had his fifth EuroLeague season this year. He's second with Olympiacos after playing three seasons with Zalgiris, with the player taking big steps forward as a playmaker, with this being one of his best offensive seasons, almost adding one full assist to his best average before ending the season with uh, 5.6 assists and uh, showing his chops as a playmaker and being one of the very important cogs on this um, Olympiacos machine in both sides of the court. This season, Thomas Walkup was the only player starting all the 41 Olympiacos games. Only one another player played 41 games was Laranzakis and uh, Walkup was the only player that started all the 41 games for this Olympiacos team. Diogo, go ahead and break down Thomas Walkup. Yeah. Yeah, man, like you said, uh, one of our favorites. Uh, I love the way he has developed his game uh, throughout the, the past few years. Um, like you said, uh, played in Zalgiris, and then he came to Olympiacos. And the way he developed offensively as a playmaker, like you mentioned, it's just been amazing to watch. He's always been a, a very good defender, but the way he can playmake now and create create shots for other guys is just amazing to see. Uh, he finished second in the Defensive Player of the Year race, but uh, the players voted him as the, the best defender in EuroLeague this year. So obviously he's up there with Walter Tavares. And being a guard, I mean, 
that's truly remarkable for him. But uh, outside of his defense, man, uh, I think the leadership he brings, and uh, I think we saw that in the semifinal against Monaco uh, because he didn't score and the impact he had on the game was just incredible. I mean, he had the assists. He was guarding Mike James. He did everything for the, for them. So he's very important, obviously. Uh, the only thing I, I think he could improve is to develop a, a more consistent jumper uh, because sometimes other teams will give him that because I, I don't think every team treats him as a threat as a threat offensively. So if he can develop a consistent jumper, uh, I think he would be such an elite player, which he is already, don't get me wrong. But uh, I think that's the, the key to, to unlock his game to his full potential. But uh, other than that, man, yeah, great player, uh, one of the best defenders and obviously one of the best point guards this year as well. So shout out to Thomas Lagerman. Truly one of my favorites, for sure. And one of my favorites as well. And you are just on point with him. We saw in the final, at the moment, Real Madrid was treating him as if it was Tony Allen out there. He does need to have a consistent jump shot and a consistent three-point shot because otherwise the team needs him so much on the floor to close games but uh, teams can treat him as a non-threat and uh, that can can bring challenges for Olympiacos closing fives that's something that if he can add in a consistent way uh, will be huge for for him and for this Olympiacos team and he's expected to continue with this Olympiacos team for next season we move on to the veteran Costas Locas the 33 years old point guard was one of the most impactful players for this Olympiacos team ending the season with 11 points 5.6 assists. Slokas on his 13 EuroLeague season was elected the sixth man of the year. The 6-3 Greek player started his career with Olympiacos and after five seasons, a five-season stint with Fenerbahce, he returned to the Reds where he played in the last three seasons. Slokas has won two times the EuroLeague with Olympiacos in 2012 and 2013. Later in his career, in 2017, he won another EuroLeague title with Fenerbahce this time around. Diogo, how important was Slokas for this Olympiacos team? Uh, I think uh, for anybody who wonders how important he was for this team, uh, maybe go look at the, the first round against Fenerbahce and I think that would answer it. <laughs> Uh, not only that game winner, but uh, in my opinion, he was the MVP for them in that first round. I mean, obviously, the impact he has coming off the bench, uh, the players voted him the sixth man of the year. Just his experience uh, being 33 years old, He comes off the bench. He, he's a great playmaker for them. And when Walcott is off the he's on the bench, or even when they play together, Slukas takes the the point guard position. I think a bit more. But just his ability to to create his shot, to to drive, to create for others. I mean, he's such a complete guard. Uh, I think the only knocks on him now is obviously his age. I mean, you can see some decline. This is not prime Slukas, but he's still a great player. And I think defensively. Uh, obviously, he could be better, but when you have a guy like Thomas Walkup next to you and such a, a great defensive scheme with Olympiacos, uh, obviously he he's safe, he's protected there, so we don't need to expect as much defensively from him. But uh, he's a great player and he impacted that team a lot coming off the bench. So he deserves major credit for what they did this year. Yeah, Sokas was huge for this uh, Olympiacos team. And talking about huge and big, let's move on onto the giant Mustafa Fall, the 31-year-old 7-2 French national team player, the center-ranked third in PER within all the Olympiacos players, averaging 7.2 points, 4.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and 0.8 blocks per game in only 22 minutes. 
Nuggets fall is on his third EuroLeague season after his debut with Aswell in the 2021 season played the previous two seasons with Olympiacos Diogo what are the strengths of this uh, French player I mean obviously his paint presence just because of how tall he is and because we don't have uh, defensive three seconds in EuroLeague in FIBA rules Uh, he can be in there protecting the paint and helping his team. I mean, I, I think everybody on Olympiacos trusts him uh, in the sense that if they get, if their man gets by them, they know that he is right behind them to protect them. So that's that obviously has a, a big impact on, on their defense. We saw in the first round against Fenerbahce, um, they just kept them in there, and that allowed. I mean, and that didn't allow uh, Nigel Ace Davis and Deshaun Pierre to to play in the low post because Fall was right there to to protect them. So obviously, his paint presence, his size, his rim protection. Uh, I just think the the only knock on him within this Olympiacos team is his mobility, and he doesn't really allow them to play in quick transitions, which I think could be a great way for them to to capitalize on offense right after playing defense the way they do so other than that uh, I think he's great for them in the off-court defense he's amazing but uh, if he could if he was a little bit more mobile uh, I think that would allow Olympiacos to do so much more but uh, um, it, it is what it is I mean he's 7-2 you can't really ask him to be running the floor like that uh, but he's great for them he, his defensive impact is very good and offensively when they play that Spanish pick and roll he, he's very good uh, showing up to the ball and, and getting those easy layups and dunks so he's a very important player for that team for sure and I think he will keep being that next year even if Milutinov comes in uh, which I think Mil- Milutinov will probably be, probably be the starter but I think Fall will continue having a, a very big impact on this team That's a scary combo to have at center and at some point we will release a special episode talking about the ru- all the rumors and uh, and all the signs that had happened so far during the, the offseason but that will be a scary combo at center position but like you said uh, Fall limitation is exactly that his mobility and that probably limits him to, to be Uh, 20 to 22 minutes per game player but he is very impactful and the Olympiacos team uses him very wisely and he is one of the big contributors and one of the key players for this Olympiacos team and was across the this edition of the, the EuroLeague we finish our breakdown of Olympiacos key players with the team captain Kostas Papanikolaou the Greek 6'8 32 years old forward he ended this season with 8.7 points 3.8 rebounds 1.9 assists and 0.7 steals per game making him an important glue piece for this Olympiacos team. Papa Nicolau is on his 13th EuroLeague season, playing 12 of those for Olympiacos and spending only one season with Barcelona in the season of uh, 2013-2014 before uh, spending a season with the Houston Rockets and playing part of the 2015-2016 season with the Denver Nuggets before returning to Olympiacos. Papa Nicolau won the EuroLeague with Olympiacos twice in 2012 and 2013, being named the competition rising star in the season of 2013. Diogo, what does Papa Nicolau brings to the court for this Olympiacos team? Uh, similarly to Slukas, uh, leadership, experience, and then obviously his ability to, to shoot. He's a very good three-point shooter, uh, especially uh, catch and shoot. Uh, he's a, a good defender uh, and I think, he, I think he's the leader of that team. Uh, obviously we can talk about Walkup, Sasha and and Slukas having some leadership there as well. But I think uh, they follow Papa Nicolau 
And uh, I really think he is their biggest leader. Uh, he's a very good defender as well. Uh, and I just think the one thing he could improve is the his ability to create his shot or for others as well. Uh, he can drive left, but uh, not really to the to the right side of the court. But uh, he's more of a catch and shoot guy. Regardless of that, he's very important for them. He he's clearly their their best small forward. And uh, I think he just brings so much to them from that leadership aspect that uh, you can you can't even ask him for more on the court because of of what he already he does and how he complements his game with his leadership is very important for them and obviously they need him there to to be able to succeed so uh, he's the captain for a reason and i think they're going to do whatever it takes to, to keep this team together with him leading the charge for, for them to try to contend next year. Hey, Papa Nicola is a special player and a leader for this team. And you're speaking about his shooting and he has an impressive record. He has a season that he ended shooting above 50% from the three-point line, being the, the leader of the EuroLeague on that season in three-point shoot percentage. But let's end this special episode talking about the Olympiacos head coach. The experienced coach started career as an assistant with Marusi at Athens in the year of 20. 2005-2006, becoming the head coach of Olympia Larissa in the following season, where he stayed until the 2008 season, returning to Marusi as a head coach for one season before spending two seasons with Panionius when he became the head coach of Olympiacos for the first time in 2012. When he won their continental title and the EuroLeague title in 2013 with Olympiacos, he was also named coach of the year for, for the first time. Bartokos coached other EuroLeague teams like Barcelona and returned to Olympiacos in January of 2019, being named Euroleague Coach of the Year in back-to-back -back seasons in this season and in the previous one. Diogo, how would you define Bartokos' coaching style? Uh, I mean, like we've been saying this episode... Uh... The, the the way he implemented a, a defensive system uh, or the way he implemented a system based on defense and on ball movement on offense I think for the players he has it, it's just perfect because it's a perfect match like they are so good defensively they, they can put pressure on anybody and we saw that in the semifinal when they were down against Monaco at the half and that third quarter which I think they won 27 to 2 I mean that was just incredible like who gets to a semifinal in EuroLeague and only allows two points in a quarter I mean <laughs> That's just incredible. But uh, I love he, the way he sticks to his guys. Like, he, he doesn't go to that defined rotation. Like, if guys from the bench are playing well, they'll stay on the court. And whoever's playing the best will be on the court to end the game. So that's one thing I, I really love about him. He, he makes the right adjustments like we saw in the Fenerbahce series. So I really think he's a great coach. He, he was undoubtedly, for me at least, the coach of the year this season, uh, finishing the regular season first place and getting to the final. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the in the competition. And I don't think he's going to leave Olympiacos until they win it because they are right there. So we'll see what happens. But he's a, an amazing coach for sure. So because he's one of the top coaches in Europe. He did a great job with his Olympiacos team. And like you said, they are right there and we are looking forward to see what's on the tank for this uh, Olympiacos team next season and we will be reviewing their season right before the start of the next EuroLeague season. Let's wrap up this special episode recapping Olympiacos season and breaking down their team. A reminder to our listeners that uh, we will bring you every Monday and Wednesday the recap of all 18 EuroLeague teams until when we will start our World Cup coverage ramping up into the next EuroLeague season. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Ito's where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports, and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.